or something. Uh, there's not much to cold open with, though. Um, so I'm just going to say I'm here today with one of my best friends in the United States, for sure. Uh, we L- see lower 48 for now. Lower 48 for now. Yeah. <laughs> About to go up north <laughs> to the uh, next great adventure in Alaska. Yeah. Not the great white north, but, you know, close little bit, enough. A little bit to the left, yeah. Close enough. Now, we're riding uh, the ferry back from Bremerton to Seattle. Uh, I believe last time I was on this ferry, uh, I was almost stranded in Bremerton because I thought that there would be Ubers. A little tip if you're ever up in Washington, don't rely on a lot of public transportation existing on islands. Just isn't a smart plan. Yeah, not a good idea. (laughs) No. Uh, I found that out. Yeah, and it wouldn't wouldn't have been the worst thing to sleep in the ferry terminal because it's pretty nice. But... uh, would have been my choice if I had anything to say about it. So, uh, real quick, I should have said this at the beginning, um, but I'll cut this out, so I'm going to pause. Is there anything we shouldn't talk about? Um, no. I mean, um, as far as, like, Coast Guard stuff, we can talk about Coast Guard stuff, but I think it's important to point out that, you know, I'm, I'm speaking on my own for for, uh, for, for realty. For, yeah, your own experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't representing anybody. I don't represent the government. I don't no. represent the U.S. Coast Guard. Nothing like that. We could talk a little bit about it, but um, yeah, I'm gonna probably there'll probably be like a preamble before any answer that I give. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's completely okay. Yeah, um, just because this is really about you. Obviously, the Coast Guard is part of you, so it probably will come up. Um, but before we get going, or as we get going, I should say, what's your name and who are you? What do you do? Well, my name is Jason Newman. I'm What's weird? Ha- what's I, happening? I'm not sure. That's never me? happened before. I think it is. Okay, I'm on airplane mode now. Uh, I don't or know. You, oh, you think it's my mic or something? I don't know. Anyway, hopefully that's cut out. <laughs> I mean, I heard it. You heard it. Yeah. They heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your name and who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so my name's uh, Jason Newman. I, I, I'm uh, in the Coast Guard. I'm originally from Southern California, from Corona. I was born in Torrance, though, like right in uh, near Alpine Village, near Compton. A lot of people, like when I mentioned I was born in Torrance, they're like, oh, nice, nice. And I'm like, I don't know if you know the area that I'm from. <laughs> this might have been like, the, like right on the outskirts of Torrance because my picture of Torrance is much different <laughs> but uh yeah so i was born in Torrance, but then we moved out to corona um and then i went to high school there and then took off after high school and then sometime later in mid-20s area i uh joined the coast guard and then uh, i've been in the coast guard for about nine years now so i feel like you skipped a lot because uh i know for sure after we met when we met in high school in an art class um i think it was advanced placement studio art that I was in short term. I don't name remember. drop. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, we studied under the tutelage of Mrs. Brown and one Gabriel Mejia, yeah, who was a we, huge influence. We were good enough, man. Yeah, at one point, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were there, man. No, um, but I remember as soon as high school ended, you joined AmeriCorps. I know you went to like Pennsylvania. You lived in Central Park, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I bounced around a bunch. I. Uh, graduated high school yeah yeah graduated high school uh joined the americorps national civilian community nccc i can't remember what it stands for but yeah joined the americorps nccc which is more of like a 
everybody likes to describe it as like a domestic Peace Corps concept. Um, and that's kind of, that's pretty accurate, I think. You know, you are domestic. So like you're in the U.S. and you're just doing nationals, um, national community service basically throughout the, throughout the country for, for 10 months at a time. So um, I did that. It was based in Denver. And uh, so my first unit, if you want to call it that, after Denver um, for like the basic training kind of stuff, was down in uh, Cameron Parish, Louisiana. Where, like this was like 2006. So this was like a year after Katrina hit, and like uh, what was the other one? Hurricane uh, Sandy? Rita. 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 No, yeah, Rita. Rita is the one that really affected the area that I went to. Katrina hit more obviously toward uh, New Orleans, and so where I went was like southwest. Louisiana, like right near the Texas border, and so uh, that was really cool. That was really humbling too. Like we were there, like like I said, like a year later, and it looked like the hurricane had hit like a week ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not much had happened yet. So um, it was really um, interesting, especially for somebody like right out of high school to see that. So it was a very very um, influential program to be a part of. So that was really cool. So yeah, I spent time in. Uh, Cameron Parish, Louisiana. Next, we went to Dubuque, Iowa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa. Never. But no reason to, really, <laughs> to be honest. But <laughs> if you do have a reason, yeah. okay, the National Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium is located in Dubuque, Iowa. I was a tour guide for the for the museum, so I gave one to t- one to three hour tours to like school children around this place, and they gave you like this packet of information you had to like learn. And then you give these guys these tours, and I've never been a tour guide before, but I actually really liked it. <laughs> I really liked it because we lived there on the facility too. Like we lived on a ship from World War II, like the World War II era. You know, it was a dredge boat that worked yeah. on the Missouri River. We lived on the boat in bunks, and you know, just woke up and just like gave tours, like slayed tours all day long, and then like. Uh, there was all this also like community service stuff to do on the facility too so like i was like working on a log cabin for a little bit like a historic log cabin that they literally like pulled this thing out of the mud you know what i mean and they're like trying to reassemble it um there on the grounds and i'm pretty sure it's still there so like if you ever go you're gonna see this boat you're gonna see this log cabin and you're gonna be like holy shit this is really cool and uh and you built it or rebuilt i, I it, helped i, I helped i helped build it yeah i helped build it the uh the guy that was working there his name was diego super rad guy um, super funny, uh, and he just led the way, and I just kind of like followed in his footsteps. It was more fun than it was work, and I think that's what they talk about, right? Like your uh, your goal is to have a job that you uh, it doesn't feel like work, and that was totally it. And then um, so after that, then we went back to Cameron Parish, mm-hmm. I think, and then we went to Beaumont, Texas, and then Beaumont, Texas, we worked with the Boys and Girls Club and Salvation Army um, again, working with families and kids and stuff that were affected by hurricane rita after that um you know devastation even though it's like so far away it didn't get so much attention that katrina did which right. was totally deserving um was like still a, a huge a disaster whole, yeah it was right? a whole different um reality for those folks over there so dealing with that as a 18 year old <laughs> right. i was definitely not mature enough to handle any of that so it was definitely <laughs> very humbling and good for me to see and speaking of for you to see I know our viewers can't see, but we can see Rainier right now with like a sweet dome cloud hanging up above it. Looks off quite the, beautiful. Yeah, off in the distance. It looks like a Bob Ross painting. They're like a giant, uh, was it Crystal Geyser 
label come to life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- actually, the sun yeah. is shining on it from such a way that it's just really beautiful. For sure. Kind of wish we would have shot in front of that. Actually. Yeah. Live and learn, though. At least we get to see it. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Live and learn. If you're ever up here, uh, ride the ferries. Highly, highly cheap and beautiful, underrated, beautiful experience. Yeah, what we spent, we spent like eight fifty a person. Yeah, and it's a round trip. It's free to go you, to the island. That's without a car, I mean, though. That's true. It's like only twenty five with yeah. a car. Yeah, and it's okay, Matt. Uh, Danny and I uh, talked about this earlier. It's not uh, drive-in rules. Okay, you can't just like load your car. Unfortunately, <laughs> you can't just load your car with ten people and then uh, hop on the ferry and like you're good to go. No, those dudes like have you roll down the windows and they're like, how many adults, how many children? Much like the drive-ins these days, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, they're opening trunks and stuff. Yeah, it's they're for trying real. to make their money. I get it. Um, but if you ever get a chance, just ride the ferries up here. It's it's beautiful. Going in between the islands, seeing the little fish farms, the naval shipyard, everything. Yeah, it's sea great. life. There's like sea lions and stuff pop up here and there. It's like yeah. otters. It's yeah, it's pretty. You, it's pretty epic. Yeah. If you've ever seen Free Willy, this is where Free Willy was shot, <laughs> yeah. and this is what inspired. Dude, that whole thing. sadly, like yeah, those those um, whales. Or are uh, you hear those seals right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I, hear them. I hope that's picked up. Yeah, I hope they do too. But uh, yeah, those so like whales. The, those whales from like Blackfish and stuff, like Telecom and like all them. Yeah, they they literally got them from out here. Like if you ever watch the documentary, like they oh yeah, <laughs> they sadly you know tagged and bagged these things out here in these waters and then took them away. Like um, you know, I was telling Danny about the uh, there's like a whole uh, transient pod of orca that live out here. You know what I mean? And they they just they own the place you know like they they they're like the mafia of uh the sea orca yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the puget sound it belongs to them like it's theirs and like literally like boats stop like everybody stops like you don't mess with these whales like they are severely like documented tagged like you can probably there's probably a website right like you like track these whales any 24 hours a day like where are these guys at right now so and you were telling me that uh one of them had uh, the city skyline just came up and it's great. Sorry, we keep getting distracted. Yeah, I keep getting yeah. distracted. Um, yeah. Podcast you, on like scenic areas is not not a good mix because I want to just explain everything that we're looking at, but it's it's uh, pretty beautiful. So I mean, it, maybe one day this will be taped. Yeah, maybe. Su- suffice to say, yeah, it's pretty gorgeous out here. Heck yeah! But you're telling me that one of the one of the orcas had experience like the death of a smaller one and yeah. it was grieving yeah. by letting it ride on its back for yeah. and 10 this days is, this is a sore subject yeah i can't recall exactly the whole situation how many days but it was a long time um yeah. so this this pod of transient orcas had this uh baby so like a calf i guess like a calf orca and uh somehow it died and all we know is that the mother like carried this dead orca on its back for like an extended period of time 10 14 days something like that a long time and it was de- devastating i can only <laughs> absolutely <imagine>. devastating <laughs> it was in the news all the time they, like day 12 <laughs> you know orca the, watch and, yeah. and so, so they also figured out that like other mothers other females in the pod were like taking turns like they were like working together to like carry this weight you know what Send I mean? a like, message literally like this <laughs> well, this weight of this tragedy and in meanwhile the researchers are like we got to get our hands on this orca you know what i mean like yeah. unfortunately as tragic as it is 
we got to figure out what the heck happened. Like, did this thing like eat some plastic? Did it get hit by a boat? Like, why it is it doing this? Right. right? Well, yeah. yeah. Like what happened to the baby calf? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but they couldn't, you know, intervene. You know, they can't really go, you know, mess up this procession of sadness cru- <laughs> yeah. cruising up and down the Puget Sound. You got to um, let people grieve as they do. This is a topic oh, that keeps coming up somehow. I, I guarantee, like, if we ask a yeah. blind study here on this boat, people from Washington, hey, tell me about that orca, they'll probably, like, stop. <laughs> really? Stop. Yeah. It was that devastating. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was bad. It was wow. bad. It's a different way of life up here for sure. It's refreshing, though, when you're in Southern California like I am all the time to come up and it almost feels like a completely different country and the yeah. the culture and everything's just different. Yeah, yeah, it could be it could be a European country. I don't want to, you know, it can I can way, I be actually. so bold, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really it's not does. quite it's not quite Canada, right? But they want it to be. They I, I'm sure Seattle would love to be Vancouver. It does feel in like some Canada light. In some ways, yeah. but I'm sure Seattle's looking at Vancouver and be like, "You know what?" I don't know. You guys can keep that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys have some problems up there. You guys can keep that stuff. All right. We're, we're getting way off topic, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I, I wanted to go back in a little bit because you've done a lot of service work throughout your life. Uh, and like what what inspires that? Like, did you always know that you wanted to do things to help other people? Like you do search and rescue in the Coast Guard now. feels like every essentially. Yeah feels like everything in your life you've done a lot of things good things and charity work for other people a lot of service work what inspires that yeah i mean um it's pretty simple like it was um (laughs) my uh grandfather was in the army um so that had a little bit of um influence on me uh mainly though it's just my my mom and my parents you know I, i i throw it back to my parents as being like you know what in some way you know what i mean you you were so lucky to be born you know in this in this country the you know the way that you were just you know like by some random chance you know right you could have been born anywhere you were born here and so it, it the least that you can do is like give back in some way you know what i mean like um obviously not financially or something but like tangibly like do yeah. something you know don't be don't be worthless you know they weren't ever like pushing like oh you should probably think about the military or whatever it was just like you know in any way that you can give back even if it's just on a day-to-day thing just like being nice to people or like helping people with the door or, you know like random things like that little acts of kindness is uh important and so i i really give that up to my parents just instilling that in, in me and my sisters and stuff growing up and um yeah, and then obviously years later, I decided to do the the military thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, what you would call like a late bloomer, right? Like I was like, I was already in my like mid twenties, going to boot camp with like kids who were like, you know, right out of right out of high school, just freaked out. And keep <laughs> in mind, I remember, uh, not to put you on blast or anything, and feel free to tell me to cut this later. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I remember hanging out with you at Goose's house in Corona. Shout out to Goose, wherever you may be. Goose. <laughs> and, like, I don't think I... And we met in art class. Yeah. I don't think I ever anticipated you being a real big military guy. And then, you know what? Like, seeing your journey has actually been really inspiring. And, like, it makes me appreciate Coast Guard, the Coasties, and Navy in general. Service people in general, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but especially the Coast Guard. You know, and uh, it's it's been really awesome to see you make that transition, man. Like... Yeah, thanks. Did yeah. I um yeah, it's been um it's been interesting for sure. I 
when I was considering uh, branches of the service to go into, yeah. initially I was thinking of the army. Like I was pretty hardcore to like I want to go to do the army stuff. I want to shoot rifles and stuff. And then um, like I went to the recruiter and everything. And then um, something changed. Like I, um, uh, a friend of mine, like basically like uh, called me out, like cornered me. Like I think it was like Christmas or Thanksgiving morning or day. It's probably Thanksgiving. Uh, I can't really remember, but basically he was like, he was a prior Marine, uh, and then he's in the Coast Guard now, and he was just like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, and I've been there, but this is wrong. You're not doing it right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're not passionate about this. Like, you just want to do it just to do it, and that's not a good reason to do it. And I was just like, didn't want to hear it. You know what I mean? At the yeah. time, I was just like, <laughs> like a little bitch. I was just like quiet, just like. Oh, who's this guy? Like, fuck this guy, you know? And then uh, definitely uh, I, I took a took a year off. I had to break the news to the recruiter, like, hey, you know, like having second thoughts or whatever. That always goes over well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't imagine they try to pressure yeah. you into coming back in yeah, or anything. Re- recruiters love to, to be <laughs> strung along. You know, they're pretty understanding <laughs> yeah. guys, you know. Uh, Staff Sergeant Bliss, yeah, shout out to Staff Sergeant Bliss if he's out Seems there. Seems like a happy fellow. <laughs> yeah, he was not very happy and... Uh, understandably yeah definitely i think i let him along there but um yeah so i took like a year off you know and then eventually uh approached a uh, coast guard recruiter and like started that whole process and then i had to wait i had to wait a whole year yeah just to go to boot camp right like for like the army these other branches and stuff you could you could go knock on their door one day and be going off to boot camp sometimes as early as like next week you know or two weeks like they they ask you like when do you want to go at the time when I was trying to get into the Coast Guard, it was like uh, the recruiter's office was like open one one day a month, basically, like the last Friday of the month or something. Uh, the rest of the time, the doors were literally locked. <laughs> you called. There was an answering machine like they were not taking people. And uh, I showed up to this uh, <laughs> recruiter's office again. I'm like 24, uh, late bloomer. And uh, there's like kids in there like wearing suits. They have briefcases their like parents are with them they're like handing over resumes and i was just sitting there in like jeans and stuff and i'm like whoa (laughs) (laughs) i guess this isn't working out you know um and then i talked to the recruiter and he he, you know pointed out like yeah hey you're uh you're kind (laughs) of late to the game here and honestly we're not really hiring right now um but if you're still interested you don't get a dui (laughs) you know or get arrested or something in the next six months and um you know hit me back and uh, we'll go from there anyway so uh, long story short so yeah I joined didn't really know what I wanted to do um, my first unit was here in Seattle on a big uh, 378 foot boat immediately got sent into the engine room of the boat and just was like overwhelmed right just like yeah you were telling me didn't that. didn't know anything about engines really didn't know anything about tools per se and just like and it gets hot in there right yeah upwards of like 120 you know <laughs> degrees in there uh, with that's with like ventilation fully on blast and all that and then um yeah kind of like it ultimately it took a little while i was in uh this non-rate i was a non-rate pay grade for like two years which mm-hmm. is a long time two and a half years um and then i ultimately ended up going to be an mk which is a machinery technician that that wait list to go to that school is like at the time was like three to six months oh wow <laughs>
Oh no. Someone's missing black glove. Someone's missing a black glove? OJ. That sounded so much more serious than it ended right. up being, right? Yeah, I was like, if you're missing a black glove. I don't know why you had an accent. Coronavirus but, is real big this weekend, especially, by yeah. the way. A lot of advisories were telling me not to come to this area. Um, but here we are yeah. with missing black gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, we noticed, too, like walking around the city. I've been in the city a few times, and... Uh, it's been like really quiet. It's strangely, it's right? usually quiet on a Sunday, aside from like football season, obviously. But it's not football season, and it's also just extremely quiet. I don't know if that has to do with it. Maybe we're just looking too far into it. But uh, the airports are definitely empty. And then on the way here, I definitely had my own row in the right. airplane, which is very, <laughs> very rare. Well, you almost had almost it. yeah you almost had it. <laughs> Except for the fucking person that decided to take their shoes off and sit next to me and then lay down next to me. Yeah. Like, Hashtag uh, passenger shaming. If you haven't followed that yet <laughs> on uh, Instagram. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Dare you. It's nightmare fuel Stranger. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Passenger shaming on, on Instagram. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you you were became a technician. You were working in the engine room the whole time. You're uh, battling against like ten to twelve foot waves through the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes worse, sometimes you know, not so bad. Uh, I really love being underway, man. It, yeah. It's really something else. It's it's awesome. I my my slogan. What is, does underway mean for everybody else that doesn't really? Yeah, so underway underway is whenever you're on you're you're stationed on a ship and uh, you're gonna go out on a patrol or a deployment or whatever you want to call it, and uh, the boat literally you know throws lines off and gets underway. Like they pull out and they just get. You know, I don't know how to describe it. Underway, the engines spool <laughs> up and the boat drives off. <laughs> Let's just call it that. Yeah, you were parallel parked and then now you, you pull out and then you're going to go out and do stuff you're out in on the water. Yeah, you're going to go do boat stuff out on the water. Yeah. You're going to go play Coast Guard. It's funny. But uh, yeah, so I, I did that. I was on that cutter and that really kind of fortified it for me. Like I was just, I fell in love with it, man. I just really loved being underway. Like the... The slogan that we like to use is underway is the only way, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, if you have to go to shore or something like that, you want to try it. <laughs> if you love going underway, you want to make it as short as possible, right? And then get back onto a boat so you can get back underway. Because, uh, yeah, there's nothing like it, man. Like, you just wake up in your rack. Sometimes, you know, you're low on sleep, right? That's the stereotype, and it's totally true. You just you just stuff coffee down your your liver, you know, just like, just keep yourself going for like two months at a time. Right. Yeah, like those little moments, right? You wake up in your rack and like the boat is just swaying perfectly. You guys are in the trough, you know what I mean? It's just like being in a little, you know, hammock underway. And then then you wake up and you, you're trying to brush your teeth like like JFK said. He, he once said, I'm, I, I don't know what he exactly I can't quote him, but he said something like, you never know what it's like to be underway until like you're brushing your teeth five feet away from somebody that's taking a dump, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's totally true. It's totally true. Like, yeah, you're just sitting there trying to floss and like the dude next to you is, you know, blowing loogies into the sink next to you or whatever. And, it, and it's like two thirty in the morning because you guys are getting up to get ready to go to watch for four hours. And, and typically you stand four, you stand eight hours of watch a day. Um, on top of just your normal day-to-day job, like whatever the boat has scheduled for the day, whatever. Um, and again, you're underway, so you're on you're on call, you're on you're on duty. You know what I mean? Like you, the boat's ready to respond to any law enforcement action, to any search and rescue. So on top of that, your already long day can become even longer 
because of operations, right? Like you yeah. got you got a case, right? You got to go out and like save the burning babies from the surf, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that when you're out on the ocean, because uh, Coast Guard does a lot more than I think they typically get credit for. But when you're out on the ocean, there's no fire, there's no police, there's no like yeah. ambulance. Yeah, there's nobody. You yeah. you are everything. Yeah, and we rely we rely on ourselves. Yeah, we rely rely on ourselves. We rely on our our, uh, our partner agencies and stuff like that. You know, we have we have contact with people and like we're not totally screwed, but like for a hot minute we're going to be screwed. Like yeah. so, um, you know, we definitely rely on on each other day to day. And and it it they instill that. That's one thing I also just love about being underway is that camaraderie. Yeah. It's totally different from being on shore than being on a ship because when you're on a ship like you look to the guy to your left and right you can bust his balls all day long right or her balls <laughs> all day long yeah because uh, we do you know we have mixed crews and um but at the end of the day when when she has the fan that's you know what i mean it's like titanic yeah <laughs> you watch titanic and you see these things going on you see the the camaraderie and the the guys banding together down in the engine room and all that it's totally true, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you can sense that because I remember going to your wedding a couple of years ago and just meeting everybody that was in your unit and everybody that you've been on ships with, and like, there's such a tight knit bond there, right? And it feels like a family. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's it's been cool to see you, like in San Pedro or Long Beach, I should say, San Diego up here. It's the same people. It's the yeah. same people everywhere. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the Coast Guard too, is that it's such a small community organization. Right? Yeah, yeah, like there's, they say, and I don't know what the stats are anymore, but they say that there's more police officers in the NYPD than there are active duty Coast Guardsmen and women uh, out there in the fleet, which I think is, you know, funny, but also just like makes me kind of proud. You know, makes yeah. me makes me a little bit you know tingly there. Is it but uh, yeah, man, the Coast Guard is such a unique organization and it's been nothing but a thrill so far and I've, uh, I'm in about uh, nine years now so uh, typically we do that 20-year deal right. and then you get that that pension for life <laughs> what everybody talks about that pension for life which is a sweet gig and then obviously the the other benefits and things you know day-to-day -day, uh, medical insurance you know health right. insurance uh, whatever that's all good good and great but honestly I, I honestly do it for the people like the the shipmates that you ship uh, get underway with the guys you work with uh the guy you know the people that dish you up some freaking nasty you know killers and then like yeah. 20 minutes later you guys are cool again like you know what i mean it's uh it's really cool i i really like it it's a very unique branch of the military which is something right. that you know that's a whole other argument but uh it's um it doesn't feel like it all the time you know what i mean like mm -hmm. if if you had somebody from the army come over to the coast guard just to like shadow for a week or something they'd be like that was <laughs> crazy <laughs> what the heck did i just experience and then vice versa if we went over there we'd be like no nah, i'm good <laughs> take me back <laughs> so needless to say there's nothing else you can imagine yourself doing at this not point. right now yeah not right now no totally i'm totally digging it yeah um, I love yeah turning wrenches, solving problems, working on um, old old equipment. Man, that's one of the biggest things with the Coast Guard too. Is you know we do the most with the least. You know yeah. uh, the Marines are the few and the proud. We're like the fewer and the prouder. <laughs> you know with like less money. Like we have hardly any budget. Uh, but you make do. The the you make do. Let right? me see. The newest ship that I've ever worked on was like commissioned in like the 80s. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're old. They're old ships. Like finally, like recently, um, we've had some really good admirals and stuff that have been really pushing and working with Congress to to get us the money that we need to get new assets and stuff to get out of, out there on the water and be more effective and and safe and you know things like that. But we still have you know assets out there that we're you know we um, my my last boat my my favorite boat <laughs> it's early to say that yet but uh my favorite boat was commissioned before we landed on the moon you know it's crazy yeah we we landed on the moon three years later <laughs> after my boat was built you know it's coming up on 54 years old or something like that so uh that's that's just a testament of the pride and the the, the uh hard work and ingenuity and dedi- dedication or? and yeah. ingenuity absolutely yeah to, that that it takes to keep these things running you know, and, and, you and still be effective. That's the craziest thing. We're still effective. We're not just out there, you know, tooling around, just having fun. We're, we are actively, you know, doing, doing the Lord's work, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy to me. It's absolutely insanity. And uh, honestly, like a lot of these boats too, these units and stuff, the average age, the Coast Guard's getting so young now. Oh, the, average a- the average age is probably like, I don't know, 24. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're running on these, like, like I said, 54 year old boats this old old technology and then now these kids that are you know grew up with ipads yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean as a as a nanny what's a crank why do you have to crank this yeah <laughs> yeah but they get it and yeah. they're doing it you know what i mean like it's it's incredible to me and that's exactly what i'm talking about when it, when it comes to like the uh, what what drives me you know what i mean like yeah. what what gives me hope for the future there's days where i'm definitely like fuck these kids man <laughs> like what <laughs> the fuck is going on vaping now you know what i mean like when i first started man oh man the smoke pit was huge (laughs) that was it because there's no rank in the smoke pit you know what what is a smoke pit like a smoking circle yeah so like you can't just smoke anywhere like back in the 70s you know you used to be able to smoke anywhere on the boat right but uh ultimately like later on in years they they came up with a smoking pit like an area like a smoke designated smoking area and uh yeah you get in that smoking pit and it's uh there's no rank you don't salute anybody um, you, within reason, right? You don't just right. like talk shit. It's not like a free zone, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, open chest. You can just do whatever you want. Um, but no, like it was just, there was tons of people. Smoke call came out. Everybody went out to the smoke pit and just hung out. Even if you didn't smoke, you just go out there. And, yeah, sure. You probably even smoke a cigarette, <laughs> but it's totally different now. It's totally different. Nobody smokes. Nobody smokes. You I got imagine. smoking, you got smoking pits still, but it's like all vapes and stuff. You know what I mean? Everybody's sitting there just vaping. It's just so much just less seems, cool. Oh, it seems right? so different. It seems <laughs> yeah. so weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same. It wasn't about the smoking. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was, maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I feel like you talk to a lot of smokers, and they're most of them say it's not about the smoking. Like, you go to Chicago, you go here, anywhere really cold. It seems like the biggest aspect of smoking that keeps people smoking is the social aspect yeah absolutely being outdoors abandoned by the rest of the establishment it's a, it's a different unified it's right? a different scene in the movie you know yeah. what i mean you could be at the dinner table like whatever being proper or you know being all uptight or whatever then you go outside in the smoking pit and then the shoulders relax you know right. and the stories come out and you know you're able to like reflect on the day with other people differently than you were five minutes ago but like I said, it's different. You don't do that now at the vaping pit. <laughs> it's not the smoking pit anymore. It's the vaping right. pit. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't sound as cool. Uh, you know, touching back on, I don't know why this reminded me, but I feel a need to bring it up. 
when you're talking about the camaraderie and like how you just do the best with what you've got. I, I've noticed that a lot of people in the Coast Guard have a very, not to say anybody in any other branches don't, but a lot of people that I've met, I tend to have met mostly Coasties, seem to all have a really good attitude. And it just it reminds me of a phrase that you and your old shipmates used to talk about being, I think, the motto of your boat from Trailer Park Boys. It's the way she goes, boys. Yeah. <laughs> that Just the idea that that was like the motto of the ship. Yeah. Just, it's so fucking funny to me. And the fact that you guys all united over that stupid show, which I love <laughs> and everybody should go watch. Right. It's still in syndication. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's showing our age a little bit there. Is it, though? Because yeah, maybe. They're still nah, coming out with new seasons, I think. Yeah, movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, love that show. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. But great show. Great motto. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just um, yeah, just let, just rolling with the punches, basically. Exactly. That, that's that's what it's all about. Just rolling with the punches. Like you're not gonna change anything. Like yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you just can do everything you want, and at the end of the day, something's just gonna come through and squash it. So, you know, you just, just have make to the best of it, right? Literally, literally, laugh it off. <laughs> and the, the more more boisterous your laugh, uh, the more funny other people laugh, and then you guys just carry on. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, that's just the way it is. Well, going on through our questions a little bit, um, do you have any other hobbies outside of this? I know that you are by far like the most knowledgeable person I think I know um, outside of people that work in like professional television and stuff that knows a lot about audio recording equipment, video recording equipment. You do. Yeah. We've talked I, about this well, for years. A little bit. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a hobbyist. Definitely. And I am still, there's a ton to learn. There's definitely a ton to learn. There's not enough. I don't know enough to like commit fully or like get like a nice kit, but like I, I get the nice, you know, I get some good stuff. Were you know? telling me you were recording a series of interviews for the National Library, right? Yeah. Con the library, National library of Congress. Yeah. Library of Congress. Yeah. There's a veterans history project and um, basically it's uh, they just need people. It could be audio. It could be video. Um, it could be manuscripts, but it basically they just need people to interview veterans, especially uh, the ones that are getting up there in, in the years and uh, potentially, you know, going to pass away soon. And so they just they just want to document their experiences um, as veterans. It doesn't even. And so this was a misconception that I had when I first started looking into the program. I was like, oh, great. So I, I got to go find somebody that's like a Medal of Honor recipient. You know what I mean? Somebody that like fell on a grenade or, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Or, like parachuted into Panama or something. You know, no, that's not it. It, it doesn't have to be anything that's like super dramatic and that's one of the first questions that i get from um potential uh interviewees or in yeah interviewees yeah right like uh, potential veterans they're like well you know uh, i did 20 years but nothing like really crazy happened bullshit <laughs> yeah i'm sure bullshit you got stories man and it doesn't uh, that's exactly what i have to explain is like we're not looking for like you know what I mean? Like the crazy Rambo. Thing yeah. Ever. I don't want to yeah. hear Rambo. Well, I mean, if you got a couple Rambo stories, <laughs> let's do it. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be that though. You know what I mean? Like it just, even just outlining the who, what, when, where, all that stuff of where you went guaranteed. Like, you know what I mean? You were part of something during something, right? Like where were you on the, the day that Oklahoma city bombing happened? You know what I mean? Right. What what was your unit like on that day? What did you guys do? What did you? How did you react if it if you did at all? What was the mood? You know what I mean? Just like yeah. reliving those moments and documenting them, and then putting them on on tape or video, and then it gets logged away to the Library of Congress. Like 
you know, that's forever, man. That, to me, that's like a vault, right? Like a time in, capsule, like an Indiana Jones. Yeah, like it goes off into this uh, time capsule thing forever. And generations in the future can go on the website and um, you can look up any um, conflict, any event, that sort of thing, or, or a veteran's name and, and look them up and, and, you know, relive these these stories with them. And so. I just think that that's an awesome, awesome thing. So if anybody out there is curious or wanting to learn about it, look it up. Long, Library of Congress, the Veterans History Project. It's so simple. You know what I mean? It just needs the technicalities. I think it needs to be like at least a half hour long. But honestly, look at us. We've already probably been talking <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. We've and, been, uh, and this would count. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this this would count as a, as a Veterans History Project thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah, if you can get into it, do it. And is there anything, I know you were talking a little bit about maybe when you retire from the Coast Guard, maybe becoming a barber, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we talked about that. I mean, that's always the question, like with anybody that serves. Um, some people, you know, they do the four years and get out thing, which is totally cool, but they typically have a plan, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, I'm going to go back and work in my cousin's radiator shop, or, or I'm going to go to college and become a dentist or whatever. U- utilize that uh, post-9-11 GI Bill and um, go to college for free for four years. It's just should. really awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah, you did the time, man. Do it, you know, yeah. like go do whatever. Take advantage, yeah, man. Yeah, go do whatever. Go go be an accountant or something, you know, like go to school for it, though. Like, you know, get that paper, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's always the deal with the people that do the 20 years because, like, what are you going to do at 20 years? Are you going to go to school? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're going to get out and you're going to go to – USC, you know, <laughs> you're going to sit at a desk, man, like, <laughs> you know, bring your textbooks, you know, I, I know I'm going to be like, I think like 44, 45 years I old. I imagine that's when you're going to like become this amazing artist that, because you've always been an amazing artist well, across many different yeah, mediums. Thanks, yeah, no, like, you know, this. I've been like one of your biggest fans for a long time. Um, I think that's really when you're going to hit your stride because you're already doing it now. And if if you ever get a chance please follow him at at underscore nooms well you'll obviously see it because i'll tag him right follow him <laughs> interesting cat submitted a lot of artwork for the coast guard and just various projects throughout our lifetime yeah i can imagine it's only gonna get better well thanks man yeah yeah, yeah. it's always interesting because i whenever i hear people are like oh yeah i'm gonna get out soon or whatever i'm always like what's your plan you know what i mean because yeah. i'm also just curious but also like worried because i'm like what are you gonna do <laughs> like well if you, you could know go I mean? back in time you think and like tell your younger self a bit of advice or something like help through the journey like do you think there's anything you'd say um no i would i would you know you would think that i would say like oh you should have joined earlier you know you should have joined when you were like 20 or whatever yeah. no i think i joined at the right time you know what i mean yeah. like for me for me personally some people um, I knew a guy, he joined his in-between junior and senior year of high school. He went to boot that camp. way too early. He went to boot camp in between his junior and yeah. senior year. And then during his senior year, he was in the Coast Guard Reserve yeah. getting paid. And then when he got done with that, then he went to the normal, you know, Coast Guard. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, that's a thing. That was a thing. Like, I don't think they do it anymore, but... That, that would be that so crazy. Robbed of that life experience or the chance to experience life, I should say. Right? Maybe. I think he might have had some like prior, like his dad or somebody was in the Coast Guard, uh, something like that. Well, I mean, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. Who am I to judge your life? But right. it seems like I, I like the model that you did where you did a lot of living before you decided to embark on this new journey. Right. 
yeah at 20 years old i had no idea that this was what i was gonna do <laughs> As, and know, nobody totally. really knows i feel like no I, idea i still don't know completely <laughs> folk right. comedy keep, continues to take off and i can't imagine stopping but we'll see in the future like yeah. life's weird never hey, know where um, it's gonna take you you want to take a pause i'm gonna use the head we'll uh start over or not start over but pick up uh, well we're about to finish up um we're at 41 minutes or so. Last thing, uh, if you have any advice that you'd give out to anybody else mm. out there that might help them in their journey. Uh, advice. Advice. Yeah. Um, it can be simple. Yeah. I mean. we're about to duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are approaching. The city is right here. We got this uh, awesome uh, Ferris wheel right there. Everything's beautiful skyline. Right, here comes the uh, announcement. But uh, white it glove. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gray glove has been found. Um, advice. Sure I don't know, man. Um, do what do what Danny Frank's doing. You know what I mean? Like follow your dreams, even though everybody's like maybe not everybody, but like people are like really doing comedy. No, but like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you're doing it despite it. You know what I mean? And you're doing good. You're thriving, man. You're grinding. Everybody notices it. Um, and it's very easy to get lost in the grind, by the way. You feel like you're not doing anything. But right. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's it, man. Just um, pick, pick something, even if it's like a part-time thing, like I'm doing with the art. You know what I mean? I'm part-time. Like, just stick with it. Like, it's, you know, it could be frustrating. It could be like, you know, I... Am I doing the right thing? Am I not? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just a matter of uh, sticking with it. Like, I think that's the key. Well, dude, it's been very nice talking to you. I wish we had a little more time. But as I said, we are pulling into the dock as we speak. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's good timing, I think. I think so, too, actually. Very beautiful ride. Yeah. I remember this being a lot longer, but I guess not. Yeah. Do you have any closing words? Anything you want to promote? Redirect people to check out? No, not really. All right. Well, then I got one last question for you, and this is uh, to go in line with everything else we've done. Okay. Choose a song that's special and unique to you for everybody to check out. Um, I've always really liked that song, uh, Simple Song by The Shins. I've always just really liked that. And the music video. Check out the music video for it. It's awesome. All right. Well, Jason Newman, very awesome to yeah, know we're, you. We're touching elbows right now for the coronavirus. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we can't shake hands not allowed up here right now it's illegal no uh very nice talking to you dude very nice to know you and uh from danny frank this is danny frank's walks of life all right you can go pee now (laughs)